and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And happy 50th episode, Midge. It's our 50th episode. Oh my goodness. It's so (laughs) exciting. Yes, we we teased this a little bit at the (laughs) end of the last episode, but we are so excited to have 50 episodes and... We thought that we would invite you along to a little a little spooky sleepover show. Yes, nothing is spookier than a little sleepover with your best ghoul friends. <laughs> yes. I feel like all of like my most like <laughs> ghoulish and spooky instincts came out as a child at a sleepover party. I feel like that is when when we are the most feral. Yes. <laughs> well, and my, yeah, that and like a lot of my core like memories of being kind of scared for the first time, I feel mm. like kind of um, center around slumber parties and things like that. Yes. Um, I think for a lot of us, it's also probably one of the first times we like stayed up that late into the night. You know, right? like yeah, so like you're extra spooky. Up late, you're you're unsupervised for a good portion of it. Mm-hmm. Kind of lets you get all your all your spookies out. <laughs> get your spookies. Get your spookies out. <laughs> up until that point, all your spookies were just trapped inside. Yes, they were all just <laughs> rattling around in there, and then you have a sleepover, and you just unleash them on on the world. <laughs> like a pandora's box (laughs) well uh i know we have a couple of different things to talk about today um about like spooky Mm -hmm. spooky uh what what i want to say like traditions i guess sleepover traditions um do you want to start or do you want me to start oh why don't you start tell me tell me about a a spooky sleepover tradition of your life midge okay so uh, i wanted to talk a bit about the game light as a feather stiff as a board Mm -hmm. because i think uh did well first of all did you ever play this at a, a sleepover um, it it was attempted at a sleepover. It was attempted. That I was okay. at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think a lot of people probably uh, have at least attempted this at one point or another. Um, if you don't know what light as a feather, stiff as a board is, it is a uh, game typically played at uh, slumber parties that uh, basically one person is the like quote dead body and they lie down and cross their arms over their chest and pretend to be dead (laughs) and then the goal is for everyone else in the party to sit around them and try to lift them however you start by putting two fingers on each hand like under the person's body and then everybody tries to lift and of course it doesn't work because that's a human body (laughs) yes because physics (laughs) um but then what would happen is someone would like at least when when my friends played this someone would like turn out all the lights and we'd like light a little candle or something and we'd summon the spirits to help us lift the body uh and then you gather around again you all focus your energy and then you start chanting (laughs) um and the full chant, actually, I don't, I don't, I don't remember doing this full chant, but the full chant goes, "She's looking pale," and then everybody says, "She's looking pale," and then she's looking worse. She's looking worse. She's dying. She's dying. She's dead. She's dead. And then we all go, "Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board." 
and then while you're chanting you try to lift the body again um i think a lot of people probably remember knowing about this uh if you didn't play it at a slumber party and know about it as a kid then you probably think of the film the craft Mm, um when you think about this game there's a pretty infamous scene of them trying to uh levitate rochelle which (laughs) uh is definitely not how it works because they actually like then <laughs> yes. remove their hands completely and she's just like levitating in free air for several minutes. Um, but this trick or game, this party trick has actually been around for quite a while. The first documentation of it is as early as 1630. Oh, wow. Um, and it was popular during plague times with children. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, right. And there's uh, some historians believe that, like, basically, this was kind of a a children's coping mechanism with being surrounded by so much death, kind of this idea that they could raise uh, the dead or bring back their friend or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So the, the earliest recorded reference is found in the diary of Samuel Pepys, and he was speaking to a man named Brisbane, who uh, he referred to as, quote, a good scholar and a sober man. So, you know, you can trust his word. He's legit. (laughs) He's, yeah. (laughs) Um, And Brisbane saw four really young girls playing this game in Bordeaux. And they were doing a slightly varied version of the chant from what um, we do now. But obviously this would have been en français. But (laughs) (laughs) the English is, here lies a dead body, stiff as a stick, cold as marble light as a spirit rise now in the name of jesus christ and so he uh the 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 friend of peeps brisbane saw the girls do this with a small boy who was laying in the middle of the circle and they his record says that when they started chanting they raised him up as high as they could reach um and then he figured that of course this was some kind of like trick it's a very small child yeah. <laughs> um so he then challenged these young girls to do their magic on the cook of the house who was a really large man and then uh his record said that he was surprised that they raised him up in the same manner mm-hmm. so uh is this possible (laughs) there is some there is some science behind this um i had a couple successful like attempts in childhood of course we're not like raising them you know far far um but there is some kind of like science behind this that basically uh when you first attempt it and everybody comes in and you there's somebody leading this you know illusion right so somebody will be like everybody stick your fingers under and just try to lift it and of course at that point you're all giggling and like uncoordinated and everybody you know thinks it's like they're like of course we can't lift it with our fingers (laughs) Uh, so it doesn't work but this is interesting fingers are actually pretty strong (laughs) um the heaviest hot hot breaking news (laughs) fingers are pretty strong (laughs) no this is (laughs) this is gonna surprise you though it surprised me uh the heaviest deadlift ever recorded by a pinky finger was 242 pounds what by a single pinky pinky so four fingers a person you get you know four or six people around this one human body it's not implausible that this can be done so kind of the psychology and 
physics behind this is that once everyone is focused on the same goal, it is possible to achieve. And the chant plays a really big part in this because it kind of sinks everybody's brains up to lift at the same pace. Yeah, um, I mean, I and, guess, like, I mean, there's such a tradition of work songs or like right. heave ho, like sailing songs and stuff. It makes sense. You kind of get you get on the right rhythm exactly so yeah it links everybody up to lift at the same pace and the weights kind of evenly distributed around all these you know points um so it is possible for this to work it is however not uh supernatural <laughs> yeah i i don't i don't think it was you i had a friend tell me that they successfully lifted a friend's mom at a Ooh, sleepover no, and i I, and I was somewhat sus but now that you tell me about how strong fingers are I guess, <laughs> well, I guess I knew, it seems more realistic. <laughs> I knew if I was going to convince you, Penny, I had to bring science. Yes. So, <laughs> Midge's sweet... Science Corner. <laughs> some fingers, finger science and Midge's Science Corner. Uh, but yeah, this is a, a fun game. I kind of had a weird moment when I was looking into this. I thought like, man, what it, it would be such a weird time to be a kid right now. Because yeah. like, when I googled Light as a Feather stuff as a board, like one of the first three things to come up is just youtube videos explaining why it works oh yeah and it's like man that like takes all the mysticism like you know now kids yeah it was so mysterious in our day (laughs) yeah i mean i remember the first time i was at a slumber party and this like you know quote worked and for like days i was spinning i was like oh my god we summoned something (laughs) my word you know um and now it's like kids can be like why did that work google (laughs) oh (laughs) I had to ask Jeeves, and he didn't know. No, no, no. Jeeves Jeeves didn't know a lot of things. (laughs) Uh, Well, I I had another spooky sleepover friend uh, who went by the name of Bloody Mary. Oh my god! Uh, So this was one that I was. I'm keeping track. (laughs) I was legit very scared of this as a kid. (laughs) I was too, honestly. I'm still pretty. I still don't think I would do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so there, there is. So as I was researching this, there is like a ton of variation in this urban legend. Yeah. Um. So the version that I learned was that you go into the bathroom, you turn mm-hmm. off all the lights, and if you say Bloody Mary three times into the bathroom mirror, she will appear in the mirror and kill you. Yeah, that's that is how I learned as well. Um, apparently, in some versions, you have to say it thirteen times. That's too much, seemed, Robin. Seems excessive. <laughs> um, some people say "Hell Mary" instead of oh. "Bloody Mary," um, and some people say that like the the key phrase is "I don't believe in Bloody Mary." That just seems like you're really asking for it. I know, right? No need to taunt her. <laughs> right. Um, and obviously, like, this can be tied back to Mary the First of England. Um, so this is what I heard the connection of Bloody Mary was. Um, in some legends, it's connected to Elizabeth Bathory, which doesn't even make any sense because no one there is named Mary. Um, <laughs> Maybe so- it's her middle name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, or someone named Mary Worth, who does not appear to be a historical figure, but just kind of a made-up person. Uh, a legend. Um, a legend. Um, in some tellings, she will come and scratch your eyes out um, mm-hmm. looking in the mirror. And in some, uh, they said that she will drag you back through the mirror to live with her. 
That was like one of the ones I remember mm. my friends saying is that like you would get pulled into the mirror with her. Yeah. And so this was never part of my kind of version, but apparently it's pretty common. Um, the idea that you need to be holding a lit candle mm-hmm. while you're doing this. Um, but apparently, surprise, surprise, this connects back to the Victorians. <laughs> the Victorians. Um, I mean, I'm telling you, we're going to have all these things that we need little theme songs for. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> it was the Victorians. <laughs> um, but they used to play candle divination games. Um, and so the idea is that in a dark room by candlelight, if you looked into the mirror, you could glimpse your future husband's face. Oh, did we talk about this at one point? I think we did. In I the think, Ouija episode. Yeah, I think so. Also, but I don't think that this was in the Ouija episode. Um, also, you would maybe see a skull if you were going to die before you got married that would be a bummer that was was not in that episode that's rough (laughs) i know i'd be like that would be disappointing but yeah so um so the the sources that i read were kind of connecting this idea of, of like candle summoning in mirrors and i mean mirrors are super spooky like i have i have never liked looking at mirrors in the dark i'm always afraid that i'm going to see something moving in there and i feel like this is especially um enhanced as a person who wears glasses (laughs) and so sure i i don't see super well so i'm always (laughs) like what's gonna happen i'm gonna be like looking in this blurry ass mirror and there's gonna be something like moving like a murderer moving behind me well and uh if you are a a spiritual person or like a, a person who practices any form of craft at all uh mirrors are like considered portals to, mm. and like i have all of the mirrors in my home sealed i spend at least every like once a month i go around and seal the mirrors in my home um if you have any mirrors in your bedroom like across from your bed no don't do that <laughs> cover that cover that at night seal it up uh yeah mirrors are Mirrors have a lot going on. I should do a mirror episode. You should. <laughs> I'm thinking about this now. There you go. <laughs> Put it on the list. Uh, I I have a, a Bloody Mary story oh, if, yeah. if we're in a, a yes. good spot for that. So yes, this is one of, actually, well, I have this entire evening, this slumber party I went to uh is a a core like seed of all of my trauma (laughs) (laughs) so many scary things happened at this slumber party uh so it was like when i was probably in i want to say like first grade and i went to a slumber party with a bunch of gals that i was in girl scouts with and so i wasn't like super close friends with them Mm. but i was like i liked them but we weren't like bffs you know um so I wouldn't say I felt like I was in a safe space. <laughs> um, so they were playing Bloody Mary and the gal whose house it was, was like, Oh, like you should go do this. You know, we'll go in the bathroom, turn off the lights. Like you said, you, you do it. Um, and of course you and I both children who get spooked very easily. <laughs> um, I got so scared. Like I did it. I said that I did the three times, but then, you know, your brain like psychs you out and it thinks you're like seeing things, hearing things. Oh, yeah. So I'm like running to like, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. 
And these girls held the bathroom door Aww. closed on the other side so I couldn't get out. And I was in the dark bathroom just like crying and trying to... I was convinced that she was coming to get me. Like I thought... <laughs> I was like, well, this is it. You're going to have to tell my mom I got trapped in the mirror. She's going to be so mad. <laughs> oh, man. I So I am, I am glad that the girls that I was with were never that uh, ambitious because I definitely was dared in a game of truth or dare to go do Bloody Mary in the bathroom. Oh. And I went in there and I didn't say anything and came out and was like, I did it. And everyone was I like, yay. Good job. <laughs> so did- thankfully no one was like listening at the door or like trying to hold me in. Cause I was just like, hell no, I'm not saying this. Oh, so this is where your, uh, your skepticism met its match. Yes. <laughs> was in the oh, dark bathroom. <laughs> I was yeah, little me was definitely concerned about Bloody Mary. I did once. Um, ugh, I was at like a party at my godparents' house, and like mm. the only other like child to hang out with was like a much older boy. Yeah, and so of course, like we played some board games and stuff, like me and my sister and him and whatever. And then he was trying to get us in the bathroom to say "little boy blue" in the mirror, oh. and I didn't. I don't know if that's like a legit thing or not. I um, th- I mean that like unlocked a core memory for me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But he wow. definitely my sister and I went in the bathroom and were like looking at the mirror and trying to decide what we were going to do and he like came running down and like pounded on the door and freaked us out. Oh my gosh. Very rude. <laughs> <laughs> that um that segues very nicely into a a story I'd like to share. <laughs> um I want to know if this ever happened to you or anyone else, because speaking of older kids being the worst, (laughs) like, well, and I think you said that your sister, like at your slumber parties would be like kind of the person who would like do a little bit of extra spookiness. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes occasionally. Um, So I, I think this was that same freaking slumber party, Um, but it was somebody's older sister And do you remember, like, in the late 90s, this was, like, a really popular thing. I mean, it's still around, but it was very popular at this point. Um, She showed us, like, a a video that was, it was, like, a a window, like, a a house wall with a window. It's, like, Mm -hmm. this peaceful, you know, plants and there are clouds going by the window. And she's like, okay, now, like, focus on the window and try to find the cat when it walks by. (laughs) Yeah, I know where this is going. (laughs) Yeah, and then it was a jump scare video. And it had the scariest face I've ever seen in my life pop up, like, in the, the, right up in the screen. And we all screamed. And then my mom had to come get me later because I couldn't (laughs) sleep. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I, I very much remember like the early days of the internet, like screamer videos. Yeah. And you would just be like, oh, and it was always like, count this or follow this with your eyes. And then it's yep. like, ah, and you're like, ah. <laughs> the worst, the worst, the worst. Oh man. Can I tell you about another spooky game that I used to play at slumber parties? Oh, I wish you would. Uh, so we used to do Ghosts in the Graveyard. Oh, I don't which, think I know this one. Yeah, so this is like in. So apparent. I don't know if it's exclusively nighttime, but obviously at a slumber party, it's a nighttime thing. Um, but it's like a version of tag. Okay. Um, so there's someone who's it, who is the, but it's kind of like an opposite 
tag. So like someone is the ghost and they go and hide. And this is generally outside. And you go immediately. No. (laughs) Yes. You go around searching for the ghost. And when you find the ghost, you yell ghost in the graveyard. And then everyone else has to try and run back to base before the ghost catches them. Ooh, okay. So it's like hide and seek that then turns into tag once someone is found. That's fun. Yeah. And I, so like, this was definitely something that I was kind of on the fence about as a child because I did not very much like being outside in the dark. Oh Um, no. Yeah. (laughs) And one of my, one of my friends, like I, I didn't live in like um, the country country, but like it was like there were farms around and like a lot mm-hmm. of people had like large like lo- like plots of land and uh, my best friend uh, growing up Gail hi if you're listening Gail um, <laughs> she had like a huge backyard that had like a creek running through it and like just like a bunch of tall grasses and stuff so like people would like get pretty deep in there <laughs> playing ghost in the graveyard and I was yeah. always kind of like I think I'm just I was always like, I played the strategy where I was like, if I, I'll never find the ghost if I don't go further in hunting, but also I'll be closer to running back to home. (laughs) So I would just kind of like pretend to be looking in like a not (laughs) scary area. You're you're just lingering in like a liminal space. Like just kind of loiter until everyone was running and then be like, oh, uh uh-oh, get her, better run back to the base. It's not called loitering in the graveyard, Penny. (laughs) I mean, that that could be the story of my my life now. I just love to loiter in graveyards, so. Well, yeah, valid. (laughs) It was actually a a prequel. We never played that. That, I, I... I think I would like that as an adult. I don't yes. think as a kid I would have liked yeah. that at all, though. Yeah, I, I don't like, I didn't like being outside. And then, honestly, I didn't like um, hide and seek very much for like the reason that I had to be alone somewhere, mm-hmm. yeah. like small and just stay there in the quiet. And then there's like the anxiety of knowing somebody's going to like, you know, pop in and be pop like, found in. you. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, did you, uh, here, here's something I want to introduce into this. Mm. Do you recall, like, this, did you ever get told, uh, like, a really scary ghost story or just a scary story at a slumber party that stuck with you until, like, way too long into your, (laughs) your, your youth years? Uh, yes, definitely. Okay. Uh, I, I, do you remember it? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I am that as soon as you said that I'm like, shoot, can I remember one? You you tell one and I'll, okay. I'll try and rack uh, my brain. Think on it cuz I would yes. love to. Uh I want to know if anybody else ever heard this particular story because literally to this day, I still think about it at the age of almost 30. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh I was probably I want to say like fifth grade age and this gal told we were taking turns telling scary stories and this gal told one that was about an old woman that lived by herself in her house with her dog and every night the old woman would get ready you know go through her house turn all the lights off get ready for bed and get in her bed and reach her hand down under the bed and get a lick from her dog as like a little comfort like knowing her dog was there and then she would pull you know her hand back up and go to sleep and one week this 
drip sound starts waking her up in the middle of the night several days in a row. And she keeps kind of, you know, the first couple nights she wakes up, she hears it. She thinks it's like, oh, that's, you know, probably a, a faucet or something. She ignores it. And every time she wakes up, she would get a little bit scared, reach her hand down under the bed, get a little lick from her dog for comfort, and then go back to sleep. So after like two or three days of this, she gets really uncomfortable. She's like, there's something like, it's not right. And she's going around her house looking for the drip. She can't find it. She goes downstairs into the bathroom in her basement. And when she pulls open the shower curtain, she finds her dog dead and hanging from the shower like what do you call it shower head head. and his blood is like dripping in the tub and attached to the dog is a sign that says humans can lick too (laughs) i have heard this story (laughs) i i have not heard about the humans can lick too sign I do, I do appreciate that that puts like a really, a really firm button on it. A real strong button on yes, it. Yeah. I, I, I have, all, I did, yes, I have heard that story generally left to just like the slowly dawning horror. Yeah. Someone was licking you, but oh man, yes, that one is super, super spooky. And literally like sometimes in the middle of the night, I will still think like humans can lick too <laughs> to myself and I'll be like, <laughs> I don't remember like the whole story portion of this, mm-hmm. but I was told a story at some sleepover or Girl Scout camp or something that had a person living in the walls. Ooh. And so I was constantly like, every time I heard something, I was just like, is there somebody in the walls? Is there someone living in the walls? And I would like, so... I, and I would like my bed like was pressed up against a wall and I would just kind of like stare at it and be like, what if I saw like the, it moving? What if someone <laughs> and now as an adult, I understand that's not how drywall works. <laughs> but <laughs> as a child, I was just like, I could see it bubble out and there was a person behind the walls <laughs> listening to me. I'm laughing in my head thinking like kids today would just be like, oh, that's just Bruno. Like, <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, but he's cool. <laughs> But he lives fine. in the walls. It's fine. <laughs> oh my! No, goodness. that 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 would be scary as a kid for sure, though. And like, uh, it, is it Nightmare on Elm Street two or one where the like he like is pressing like the walls like elastic yes. and he's like coming yes. out of the wall? That, that is, that's what, what I'm I was picturing. Pic- yeah, that is what yeah. I was picturing in my, yeah. in my child brain. Yeah, I don't Blah. like that. Uh, <laughs> I want to bring up the category of hypnosis and trances. Oh yeah, baby. Which was oh my goodness. So I I will I will come clean here in 2022 and say that I used to pretend to be hypnotized all the time at sleepover <laughs> parties. Like people would be like, "Oh my gosh, like you could totally like Jenny's so good. You could totally hypnotize her." And I was just like, "This is <laughs> I was like, this is my moment. This I'm, is my moment." This is my moment. The people are interested. I'm going to give the people what they want. Give them the razzle dazzle. Exactly. I'm just like, I'm the center of attention. Perfect. I love it. You're putting on a show. They're like, okay, now quack like a duck. And you're like yep. doing a whole yep. thing. Holy. 
but I, so this was something that happened more at Girl Scouts. Did you ever, and maybe you called it something different, but did you ever play Concentrate? I don't, if we, if it, if it's something we did, we didn't call it that. So no, not that I know of. So you would sit behind another girl and like hold her by the shoulders and like kind of slowly circle her around and it would be like, concentrate, yeah. concentrate. And you would mind yeah. like cracking an egg and you're like yes. you're running yeah. the yolk down. And then and we would always, so our, our whole chant was people are dying, children are crying. And then you'd be like, there's a knife in your back. In your and back the and the blood running is running down. down. There's a spider <laughs> on your back. And then, yep. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, you would be like, oh, you're standing at the top of a very tall building. Yes. And you're going to count at the jump, at like the count of three one two three and you push her really hard and apparently that is that was supposed to let you um witness the moment of your own death so just a normal thing that just elementary a, a school ch- girls want to know just a chill thing for kids just a regular chill thing no yeah we did do that i don't remember what we called it but we absolutely did do that um right, yeah and that was, as a weird side note, was the first time I ever experienced like ASMR. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was like the first time I ever got like spine tingles and felt really like relaxed from that kind of, which is That's, dark, but it's true. I I actually never I haven't having now as an adult experienced ASMR. Just uh-huh. you saying that now, I was like, oh yeah, I did feel that. Yeah, when that was happening. I would feel like just at the, like the base of your skull, like that uh-huh. kind of like. Yeah, I did. I also experienced ASMR. There you go. I think for a lot of people, that was probably the first, if not only time they've ever like really experienced it. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Yeah. I very specifically remember hating the part where they were like, there's a knife and they like like, punch your back with the Mm -hmm. knife. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I forgot all about that. And I think like, um, because we did this. Did you do the part with the spiders too, where you'd like tap your fingers up their back and it felt like spiders crawling up your back? I don't clearly remember that. That does sound familiar. I mostly remember like the cracking an egg and like stabbing someone with a knife. Yeah, I remember the egg and the knife. And then, yeah, we would like do like, you know, claw hands and like spider fingers up the back. Mm. And I remember that would, because this was right around the same time that scary stories to tell in the dark that I had read that and my brain would always think about the girl that like had the spiders in her yes. cheek <laughs> and i would get it. so like <laughs> terrifying and so okay you said scratching did you ever play the cat scratch game that's sounding really familiar so it, it is in it is in this same like category of like trancy hypnosis things. Yeah. So like someone would lie on the ground and you like massage their temples and tell them this scary story um, about like this demon cat. I don't remember there being like a super like strict storyline here. It was kind of <laughs> kind of up up to the up to the user on what they were gonna do there. Um, but the idea was you told them this terrifying story and if you flip them over right away and look that you would see scratch marks on their back because of this demon spirit cat yes yeah we did do that i do remember that wow what a weird time (laughs) i know they okay so do you i have one more like trans hypnosis thing to say Uh um which is that i was 
preparing for this episode, I did ask my my bestie Caitlin about if she remembered like spooky sleepover things. Uh And of course she immediately was like, no, I don't think that we really did anything too spooky at sleepovers. And then proceeded to tell me that she and her best friend, uh, when she stayed over at her best friend's house, they would lie in bed and her friend's older sister would make them close their eyes and tell them a story about how they were thrown on a wheelbarrow with a pile of dead bodies and they were like trapped in their own bodies and she would like shake the bed for like realism and I was like you tell me that you didn't do anything spooky and this is what you come up with yeah not really just that thing where we were uh on a wheelbarrow full of dead bodies during plague era yeah Uh, other than that it was pretty chill yeah other than that totally normal I'm I know it's not funny, but literally all my brain can picture is like, bring out your dad. Exactly. Like, right. <laughs> uh, I, I, that I never yeah, that is not something I ever experienced. That sounds like maybe something of uh the sister's own creation yes, that I don't custom care. Custom creation, but I felt like went went along with the theme of both trances hypnosis and also older sisters and and also wtf children (laughs) sisters causing problems i i read a really interesting and i i wish there wasn't enough in this article for me to really bring anything to this episode like meaty you know but it is an interesting thought and maybe we can try to just mentally expand on it a little bit um the idea that because not that sleepovers are inherently feminine or, you know, inherently yeah. f- women, like all only women present. Um, but I think it is a pretty universal experience for girls. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think all young men experienced a slumber party, whereas like pretty much I think most young fe- fe- female presenting people have. <laughs> yes. Um, so the kind of correlation between this article was talking about the correlation, but the the woman that wrote it, uh, I literally think the article, the uh, journal was called levitation revisited. Mm. Um, and it was, you know, dealing specifically with the history of light as a feather, stiff as a board, but then she expands into kind of the reason that young women are drawn to like, these spooky things and witchcraft and these ideas at this age um, and how it is kind of this linked almost to this prepubescent uh, exploration of the nature of like, you know, what are we in control of? Uh, Mm. Is there more, you know, to this life? Is there like, is there magic? Is that, can we, um, control our divine feminine in some way and I thought like I said it, it didn't have enough there like meaty goodness for me to really like get into it but I do think that concept is really fascinating because there is definitely something at this kind of young you know like seven to ten age group where girls were very into this stuff (laughs) and we're very much and we're kind of i think maybe reckoning with the realities of life a little bit as we're starting to you know go go through puberty go through all these changes uh this is the age group where girls start getting mean too so you're experiencing like the tough aspects of life for the first time and 
I, I think it plays to this kind of larger idea of even now, like as an adult, why I still love the macabre, because it does make me feel like there's something else. There's something, you know, beyond my control that I, you just mm-hmm. kind of have to let go into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I think it's very true that it's like a time of boundary pushing both yeah. um, in like, kind of like, what is the world like, like what is real and very much like social boundaries and kind of, figuring out what you can do like I mean I think it's uh, obviously the fact that like a lot of us have like Girl Scout experiences and stuff like that where you're within this kind of like defined social group where you're kind of like hmm let's see what's up with this let's see what we can do you can't you can't convince me that Girl Scouts isn't a gateway drug to witchcraft yes We'll have to have a Miranda from Spooky Little Halloween come, <laughs> come give her thoughts. Uh, but. Yes, but no, yeah, I feel like it is definitely like a period of time where a lot of a lot of girls are weird and feral, and I think that's <laughs> wonderful. And I would love a T-shirt that says "Weird and Feral." <laughs> put it, put it on, put on the list for our next ghouls. Our ne- merch. next merch drop, ghoul. The next merch drop. <laughs> Weird and feral, because I, I would say I, I aspire to continue to be as weird and feral as my like fourth grade self. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, reclaim that power, queen. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, do you have other sleepover tales or traditions for us, or are we are we coming upon um, someone's dad making pancakes? Oh, tell me about pancakes. <laughs> Uh, just, I feel like every time you would wake up. Oh, and like, like it's somebody, the morning. Yes, the morning. <laughs> I, I was like, I was getting ready for you to tell me that like some of these dad made like bat and skull shaped pan. I was like, oh, I want to stay at that cool. house. I'll go there. <laughs> no, yeah, it is. I think we are starting to uh, to wake up in the morning. Somebody's hand is in a warm bowl of water, and they've <laughs> they've peed in their sleeping bag. Someone else has a mustache drawn in sharpie on their face. <laughs> Midge has gone home Midge and nobody knows. Midge is still locked in the bathroom. <laughs> nobody knows where she went because her mom came and got her at three in the morning. She was scared. Penny's still talking to her dog on the Ouija board. <laughs> uh, yes. If, if, if you guys uh, have not listened to our Ouija board episode, tune into that one for a Ouija board sleepover story from me. <laughs> Probably my favorite story you've ever told on the pod. Oh, man. Classic. <laughs> But the the sleepover is not entirely over, uh, because if you are listening to this on the day it drops, we are inviting you to join us for a sleepover live stream tonight. Woo! Yeah, we're excited. We're going to be hanging out with you live over on Instagram, and we have some some cool special announcements and surprises coming your way this evening as well. Yes, uh, so we will be going live at 7 p.m. Central Time, Uh, so... Make sure you're following along and jump in with us if you can. Put on your PJs. Yes. Come hang out. Grab a snack. Grab a drink. Yeah, get a spooky snack. We'll, we'll have spooky snacks to munch. We'll try to levitate you through yes. the screen. Through It'll the be internet. great. I'm going to lock myself in the bathroom in the dark. <laughs> it's going to be great. You're not going to be able to see me the entire life. But... Well, you need... 
you need to bring a candle and you can recreate your beautiful Gersperms pick from <laughs> when we were in LA. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, now we have to post that to the Instagram since you brought it up. So also follow us over at Ghoul's Night in Pod yeah. on Instagram to see the ugliest picture of me Penny ever took. Uh, <laughs> but delightful, delightfully ugly. <laughs> Oh, yes. And if you have enjoyed listening to us, we so much appreciate that. Um, If you want to take some time and give us a rating or a review on your podcast app of choice, that really helps us out. Um, And I actually have a five-star rating today from Zenith H entitled Creepy Crawlies to give you the warm and fuzzies. (laughs) another (laughs) another great uh merch item that we (laughs) need to consider uh zenith writes i have been a follower of midge munster for about two years so naturally i had to check out every one of her ventures i quickly came to love the banter she and penny have i binged 47 episodes (laughs) in five days and i'm already (laughs) eager to start it all over again oh my goodness Um, I love hearing their personal stories and learning more about all the macabre topics that give us the warm and fuzzies. They perfectly balance a mix of coop, creep, and intrigue while always making it informative. I would love to hear an episode about the history of cadavers in UT's body farm. Oh, yeah. uh, Stay tuned, (gasps) Zena. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Zenith had uh, messaged either the pod or messaged me or both, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think, I think I saw on the pod one. Yeah, and mentioned this as well. And Penny and I chatted a bit about it. So, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Because <laughs> I didn't know that existed. So, yeah, stay tuned. Much to learn. Um, and when you're done following at Ghoul's Night In Pod on Instagram, you can come and look for me. I am at Penny Snark on Instagram, Twitter, uh, just anywhere that you want to find me. And you can find me across all platforms at Midge Munster. I'm going to do a shameless self plug for a second mm, because if you are here as a Penny fan ghoul, as you rightfully should be, uh, but you do not follow me over on YouTube, go give me a, uh, a little check out because it is two days until my birthday right now when you are listening Yay. to this. And I am just so close to 40k on YouTube and it would be the best birthday present ever. So if you like what we do here, you would love what I do over there. Go check it out. It would mean yeah. a lot to me. Give that ghoul a subscribe. <laughs> yeah hell yeah all right 50 episodes (laughs) 50 episodes it is oh my goodness it is crazy it's crazy that we've come so far i feel both like we've barely started and also like we've been recording this forever yeah it's been uh i'm gonna i I know you're gonna be mad at me because penny doesn't like when i get sappy but i have to get sappy go ahead it's a sappy time this has been literally my favorite project I've worked on since becoming a content creator. And wow. Penny was so kind as to be the one to reach out to me and ask me to do this with her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it is always a pleasure working with you, my friend. This is uh, just such a such a blast to record with you. And thank you all so much for listening to us and letting us have this weird quarter of the internet where we talk about weird stuff we like to research (laughs) it's just an absolute joy and we appreciate you so much yes and i I will say right back at you um this is definitely my favorite thing that i've made maybe ever i i love making it i love talking to you every week and 
it is just a wonderful experience. And I'm so grateful for all of our spooky listeners who tune in and enjoy all of our, our rambling asides, our, our musings, our musings, <laughs> the science corner, the Wisconsin, con- the Milwaukee connections, all of, all of the good stuff. That the makes Victorians. Up, yep. Those crazy Victorians make up our, our wacky weird podcast. So thank you so much for listening and we love you. That is all. Until next time. Good. Goodbye. Bye.